I'm Justin Smith, and this is The Columnist. It's no great revelation that most of the political world is made up of dull and unelectable people. But thanks to the democratic process, they need to do things to make themselves less dull, and they need to get elected. To do this, they will subject themselves to some embarrassing and exposing situations. One of those is to appear on wacky and fun FM radio. But there's been a shift. Those shows have been an afterthought in the media world when it comes to news and current affairs. But the FM shows are starting to expose more of the truth and they're doing it far better than the old-fashioned AM talk radio shows. I've been thinking about it a lot. So this is something I wrote for crikey.com.au. Political leaders just love to go on FM breakfast radio. It doesn't matter if it's during an election campaign or footy finals week or in the middle of a health crisis, they love it. After all the serious business of leadership, it cheers them up like a warm dessert after a plate of dull veggies. The reason they do it is obvious. They want to look less like stiff politicians who knifed and sucked their way to the top and more like hip and cool types who can laugh at themselves. And while they're on these shows, they'll do anything they're asked. They'll answer embarrassing questions about their personal lives or perform the latest dance moves, anything to look like a real person. Most of the time it works, and the FM shows have become an important outlet for leaders. But there could be a shift coming. With all the fun and the fart references, the FM shows are becoming more dangerous, but in a good way. Where it was once all about the AM talk stations, the FMs are gaining clout. Any media advisor working for the Prime Minister or the Premiers or the leadership wannabes should be paying attention to what's been happening in radio. And they should be warning their bosses that letting it all hang out on FM is like having sex without a condom. Sure, it feels better, but it presents more hazards. They should be wary of the male-female breakfast duos with a combination of a real name and a nickname. And they should be extra cautious of any host wearing a baseball cap. They're particularly dangerous. Last week, on the Melbourne and Sydney KISS FM stations, there were prime examples on how things can go tits up for leaders trying to soften their image. In Melbourne, Scott Morrison was with Jace and PJ on their breakfast show. Jace, wearing a trucker's cap, pushed Scott Morrison to say sorry for bungling the vaccine rollout. Morrison didn't and it dogged him for two days, clouding all other messages until he finally said the word at a press conference. We've clawed back a lot of time over the last couple of months. We, we have this thing on the, the team here, right? We all get along very well and everyone works their ass off. When someone stuffs up, it's all about accountability. Say sorry, you admit the problem, and we move on. Can you honestly say to me that the government's taken accountability? Like, I've never heard the word sorry. Guys, you know what? Sorry. We did screw it up, but we're getting it right now. Well, we've, we've had problems and we've dealt with them, and that's, that's what I do every single day. I mean, yes, the government is accountable for this, and, and I'm accountable for this. That's yep. why we take the accountability by fixing the problems and getting it right. Yep. And uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to have a go. I think it's just frustration. We're in lockdown. Sure. Can you just, you know what, can you just say sorry, Jace? It'll make me feel <laughs> so much better, and then I feel like I... What, what, what we're doing is fixing the problems and getting on with it. Scott, I'd even, I'd even take a, my bad, Jace. 
Just, just my bad, Jace. We're moving. We're on. fixing the problems and getting on with it, guys. Oh, That's what people need. We need to put the economic. I got one for you. What? What does this spell? S O R R Y. Jason. Okay, sorry. And in Sydney, Kyle and Jackie O. Kyle was also wearing a cap. Were able to replay an interview they did with Gladys Berejiklian in early June, where she refused to give Victoria any of her state's vaccine something she has since asked for herself. So I heard so that Victoria wants some of our Pfizer no, vaccines. They're no, not getting it. No, I can't. Both examples were embarrassing and damaging, yet they didn't come from Lee Sales-type interrogations. Instead, they came in the guise of FM fun. For us observers, it's all enjoyable. There's a real delight in watching someone like Morrison looking to get an easy ride only to get bucked off into the mud. But it's more than that. The way these interviews exposed the leaders and the way it got picked up by all other media showed the growing impact of the FM shows. Kyle and Jackie O have been popular for years, but their clout has really picked up after winning the Sydney breakfast slot in the last survey. They took it away from 2GB after that AM station was taken over by Channel 9 management. Having a cap-wearing FMer at the top of Sydney radio is no small thing. But it's not just about ratings, it's what the FM shows can do over the AM talk shows that's important. The FMs are driven by a human agenda rather than a political one. Under the caps, their radio brains are trying to get a laugh or a connection or even a tear from the leaders. They don't care about political parties, or at least they don't while they're on air. They just want to connect with the audience, get some juice from it, and then play the latest from Dua Lipper. And the radio brains of people like Kyle Sanderlands are incredibly sharp, don't be fooled. It's no great observation that most AM talk hosts are already the member of a political team well before any interview begins, particularly on commercial AM radio. And with that as a starting point, the interview becomes more about the editorial message in the question rather than the response that follows. So it's usually either a punch-up or a love-in. But hey, that works. The AM audience has generally picked a side too and they either just want to hear their ideology repeated back to them or they want an opponent to get their head smashed in. And the clearer the bias of the presenter, the more successful of the program. Good luck to them, but it really doesn't do much except advance the cause of a political party or damage it. But the direct and human agenda of the FM show strips all that away. It exposes more to an audience that has yet to settle on a political side. And that's the trap for the leaders. The only hazard is that FM people might start seeing themselves as important political players and they'll just turn into hipper versions of the AMers. They'll stop looking for the humanity and start picking teams. But I hope not. We don't need that from them. We've got plenty of people who can cheer or boo for the leaders. So don't take off the caps. Don't change the male-female combo. Don't drop the nicknames. And don't stop trying to connect us with the truth. So that's what I wrote. And let's see what the FM people do with their new power. I'll keep writing. Let's talk soon. The Columnist by Justin Smith and Bad Producer Productions. Understanding the world we live in by understanding what you're going through, one conversation at a time.